Welcome to Building a Brand with Clifton Alexander. This is the podcast that focuses on how to build a standout brand as well as scaling your business, giving you tips on marketing and advertising with special one-on-one interviews with celebrities and industry professionals on how they built their brand. Hi, guys. Welcome back for another episode of How to Build a Celebrity Brand here with Clifton Alexander. Today, I have a special guest named Martise Huff. He's a celebrity makeup artist who's worked with people such as Nancy Pelosi, Jill Biden, Terrence Howard, Casey and JoJo, Justin Bieber's mom, and many more. Um, we're going to talk to him today about how he built his brand, how, as if you are want to be a makeup artist, get into an issue, what you should do, what steps you should take, and kind of go from there. So, uh, Martise, uh, how's it going there? Hey, how are you, Clifton? All right, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Great, great. Um, How's your day going? Hey, listen, I'm like everybody else. I'm hunkered down, staying safe, uh, you know, just doing what I need to do. Okay, so how is this pandemic affecting you as a makeup artist? Well, I mean, like all makeup artists or anyone in the the service industry, you know, contact is very limited. So, of course, it's affecting us a great deal. Uh, But there's so many different things you can do. So when you're working with your clients, you can still FaceTime and have that virtual connection with them, which has really been a great tool, especially when you're, you know, helping with skincare and coming up with different ideas and preparing for the future for different events and things you have coming up. Hopefully they'll pay it out. But (laughs) uh, but yeah, the virtual world has really been a big help, right? Okay. So you have a client who is looking to go out their essential worker, let's say uh, Nancy Pelosi, you virtually Uh help her with her makeup. Exactly. So you just do a FaceTime video with them or Zoom and you'll go through the routine and you're showing them how to do it. Um, And you're a lot of times the artists will apply it on themselves and and they'll mock what they're doing. So yeah, that's how easy it is. Okay. All right. So when did you start in this industry? Like when did you decide to get into the fashion and beauty industry? Oh, it's so funny. It was a long journey, it seems like now. Uh, I've been doing this professionally since 1999. I started out actually not in beauty. I started out in casting, but ended up in beauty because I hated casting. I was one of those people who cast all the pretty girls you saw in the in the music uh, videos. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. uh, and I hated it. And I told my business partners at the time, I was like, listen, I want to get behind the camera and I want to help create the stars and I want to get on the beauty side. And of course, they weren't happy with me. They wanted me to stay there because we were doing such great work casting. Um, but I had to do it and I just stepped out and I was doing, you know, just a lot of local artists. That's how it all started, getting a lot of local artists. And then I got a call from a gentleman who I worked on music videos with when I was doing casting. And he invited me to do a casting. And they needed a stylist because the stylist missed their flight. This was in Atlanta. This was for um, the Fat Joe Nelly video, Get It Poppin'. And this was my first professional job. So anyway, the stylist missed a flight and I was there to uh, help out and uh, they brought me in to do the styling and makeup and it's been on and popping ever since. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that's the right place, right time, I see. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So what training did you have to do in order to, to be able to, to be on this level where you're working with celebrities? 
Right. So I, of course, went to beauty school like most mm. people. I went to beauty school and then I took a lot of different classes, you know, for textiles and things like that for fashion. Mm. Uh, but really, if you really want to know where I got the training from, magazines, um, <laughs> Vogue, <laughs> Harper's Bazaar, you know, as a kid, I just kind of lived in those magazines. I was from a small town called Habity Grace, Maryland. Whoever heard of that, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, I, and I had to find the world of Hollywood. I had to find the world of fashion. And I did it through, you know, Vogue and magazines like that. So that was a big part of my training, understanding fashion and looking at fashion and seeing what editors wanted. And then, of course, like I went to beauty school and that really helped me. And, and you know, it gives you the tools you need. So that's how I really got into it. And really just learning, being on the floor, working in the, in the craft. That's how you really just hone in and become the best. Mm, okay. So now when you're looking through these magazines, I guess, are you replicating the styles that you see? Are you, are you looking up the person who did the makeup and then kind of following them online? Like, what are you, what are you getting from the magazines that, you know, people that are looking to get into this industry could learn from what you did? That's a really, really great question. So yes, a lot of re reproducing, right? So what I did, me personally, is I would look at all these different magazine looks and things I saw in music videos and movies, and I would recreate them. So what I did, and this is a, <laughs> some time ago, uh, but I would get with different photographers. And I used a tool back in the day, it was called Model Mayhem. I would link up with amateur photographers, and we would do what, what was called test shoots. And, you know, we would get a new model and she needed a portfolio. Of course, I needed new work for my portfolio and the photographer needed work. So it was almost like a bartering thing because we were all amateurs. So we would create portfolios together. So we would shoot. So those looks I saw in the magazine, those shoots, I, those looks I saw on the music videos, I was recreating them and putting my stamp on it. So it's one thing to just take something and just put it on someone just as you see it. But you want to put your stamp on it and your style to it and you develop your style. And that's what I pretty much did. And it, it really took me to a whole nother level so that when I was able to get on professional sets, I was already, I felt like a pro, you know? Mm -hmm. That makes yeah. sense. So when it comes doing makeup, how much of it is talent? How much of it is personality? Like a lot of these clients are... are are they picking you because of obviously your talent, but more so also your personality? Absolutely. That's a really good question. Makeup artists, hairstylists, and fashion stylists are a dime a dozen. Go to Atlanta right now. You will find 300000 on one corner. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> you have to have the right personality. People are buying you. Yes, your talent is important. I would never say that it wasn't. But you have to bring something to the table. And, you know, especially if we're, if we're talking about, you know, just being professional, right? Mm -hmm. Making sure you're on time, making sure you have your kit and the things that you need, making sure that most importantly, hygiene. People don't realize that is one of the most important aspects of this business okay you have to use all the proper hygiene that is just there's no excuses but yes personality plays a big big key in it because that's where the word of mouth comes in 
When people mm-hmm. enjoy you, they're going to talk about you. So you want to make sure that you're building great relationships, again, being on time, being professional, doing all the hygiene things, and marketing yourself. Okay. So now when you say hygiene, I, I assume you've been on set where the makeup artist or hairstylist is, gives an odor, and obviously they're close to the, the talent, so that obviously isn't a good idea. Right. We, we, we talk about hygiene from a personal standpoint. I mean, that, that's, that's number one. I mean, if we're going to have that kind of conversation, that's a whole nother podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> you should be coming on set professional, uh, looking professional. You know, most makeup artists, they usually wear all black. You should be okay. clean. Your fingernails should be clean. But again, if we got to go into that, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but what I mean about hygiene Hygiene in terms of making sure your makeup brushes are clean, making sure that the makeup bottles that you're working out of is clean, making sure you're using the palette plates, making sure that everything is just really up to code. You are touching people's faces. You are touching them with brushes, making sure you're using antibacterial to clean things. I mean, all that stuff is so important. Of course, your hand sanitizer. You're working around people's eyes. Those things are so important in making sure that you're nice and clean and you are you're have everything that you need so that you can be, uh, you know, have the proper hygiene. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Now, give us a story about uh, one of your most difficult video shoots or Ooh. just one projects in general. You know, I get this question a lot. I'm going to be really honest with you. And people ask me over the years, all the different people I've worked with, um, who's the most difficult and who I really don't have those stories. I, I I feel like, you know, when you're dealing, I feel like dealing with celebrities is a little tougher, right? Because celebrities are celebrities. They 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 like what they like. They're, you know, especially when you're on tour, you know, you're around these people constantly. It's just like being around your family, right? They can get on your nerves someday. They can um, but you love them no less. Mm-hmm. But I, I've never really had a, a story that I didn't enjoy or a project that I didn't enjoy. I always go into every project like a kid the night before Christmas, right? Super excited. And it's just, you, you meet so many new people and it's it's just always exciting for me. I never look at it as work. You know, my grandmother always said years ago, find something you love and it'll never feel like work. I, I just don't have those stories. I do remember during the time when we shot the the Fat Joe Nelly video, that was a a difficult time only, and I'll tell you, only because of the heat. We were filming outside in a lot of the scenes and it was really super hot that day. So of course, doing makeup, it's really difficult because the makeup's melting off. And I remember there was a lot of people on set at the time. I was on the trailer with um, Fat Joe's wife and Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole hadn't even, I don't even know if Keisha Cole had released her single yet. Um, she was coming out soon. And if she had, she just released her first single that had con- featured Kanye West. Um, but we were all, and Remy Ma, all of us were on this trailer. And it was just so hot. And I just remember everyone complaining about how hot it is. But again, being in this industry, you will be in all kinds of uncomfortable uh, scenarios and uh, shooting in really crazy locations and things like that so you have to be ready to just go with the flow you never know what the with the you know where you're going to be you don't know if you're going to be in a dusty old warehouse if you're shooting a movie or 
you know, you just never know what you're going to be thrown into. You got to be able to roll with the punches. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So let's say I am 15 years old. I'm thinking about being a makeup artist. What's the first thing I should consider? Like, what's the first step? I think school is important. I think that, um, you know, getting proper training um, is the most important. So going to some sort of beauty school or makeup school, or if you're in fashion, going to some fashion classes, um, you know, uh, FIT has wonderful uh, fashion styling program. There's different things you can do, but being prepared, I think school is so important, but I think that would be the first thing I would do. And also too, I would network within the industry that you're trying to be in, right? So if you want to be in something, you got to be in it. So Mm -hmm. making sure that you're at industry events, meeting people who are already in the industry, because a lot of times it is who you know. So you want to make sure people know you're a makeup artist mm-hmm. and you're in their face and you're, hey, I'll do this. And, you know, in the beginning, are you going to be the richest person? <laughs> Probably not. You want to get out there and get some work and, and show your work. So sometimes you have to barter. Look, you do this for me. I'll do this for you in terms of, you know, you know, you do this project and you help me out on this project kind of thing. So that happens, and that happens in the beginning of the career, but that also builds relationship. Networking isn't always just being at a party and meeting people. It's actually getting in there and doing some projects together so you can build a rapport. So, you know, because okay. I've noticed that a lot of people, their careers kind of go together. Does that make sense? Like, you know, you might meet a really good producer and, and, or a director, and they kind of take you along the journey with them. And then you meet other directors and other producers. And so, you know, it's always about getting out and meeting people. I think that's important. Okay. So you would, you would suggest one of the first things is barter your time for your services to build yep. those relationships, go to networking events. Where would you find these events? Like where would a person go to, to, to find these events that you're talking about? Social media tells you everything, right? So they have all these different meetup groups you can find on Facebook. You can find them on Instagram. That's all you have to do is really just go online, which is really important. Uh, but you also can do other things too. Again, that's like going out and um, and meeting up with other makeup artists that you already know. You know, you know, there's makeup artists at different cosmetic stores. You have different mat counters. You know. The industry is a circle. Everyone knows each other. Um, so if you want to know, go there and pick their brain. Uh, what's it mm. like being in the industry? That's another good way to uh, work starting off in department stores, helping clients, because that gets you used to doing all different types of clients. You can do that as well. So yeah, I would, I would say definitely social media is going to be your biggest tool to help you with uh, networking events. Okay. So social media is a great tool. So. How did your journey go? Like, how long does it take, and on average, to start doing makeup for celebrities on a regular basis? I would say, you know, I think everyone's journey is different. I feel like my journey, I had a leg up again because I was doing castings for, Mm -hmm. you know, a a big time movie director, Chris Robinson. That was who's from my hometown, Hartford County, and. he was doing such amazing work. And, and so we had a relationship to um, help out in different projects that really helped. I feel like in the beginning, now looking back, I felt like it was going slow in the beginning. 
Um, but it happened so fast now that I look back at it. It happened really quickly. Um, but again, it's about um, it's about staying true. Mm-hmm. And it's about staying forth. You can't yeah. just give up. You you know, that's the thing about a lot of people. They feel like things aren't moving quickly or quickly enough. Um, you got to stay with it. You got to stick with it. The interesting part about it is, remember when I told you I started in this business in casting. And yeah. the business partners that I started in this business with, two of my brothers, um, and they actually had the relationship with Chris Robinson because they were related, they were family. So it opened up the door for me because I was friends with them. And so I'm mm-hmm. in, in the business with them, but I'm the only one still in the business. Hmm. Now, why do you think that is? I, I think I think that my love for the business was really strong. I'm not going to say theirs wasn't, I can't speak for them, but I know my passion for it. And I knew it. Ever since, remember, I told you when I was looking at the Vogue magazines as a kid, you know, it was important for me to leave Havity Grace and be able to expand. And, you know, I had already and I was already doing it. You know, I was already helping my friends with their hair and makeup and wardrobe from middle school on up. You know, so I I feel like I was always working in this industry. I don't know why they're not still in this industry, but I do know that the reason why I'm still in this industry is because I never gave up. Okay. So I guess uh, a nugget from that is never give up. Just keep, you know, persevering through. And as you do, you're going to get more and more opportunities. Was there a time that you did want to give up where you thought this wasn't for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you you know, there's some things that just, you know, in this business that, you know, and I'm sure you know, you know, there's projects that are here and then you might not have a project for a month, two months. You might not have a project for six months. Thank goodness I really haven't experienced that because what I've done is I've put my foot in a couple of different pots. I'm considered a combo. So I'm a makeup artist, hairstylist, wardrobe stylist. So it, it allows me to dabble in different areas, which keeps me busy. Um, but as a makeup artist, you gotta keep hitting the pavement you gotta keep out there another good thing and i we didn't get a chance to cover this one is is you have what's called personal shoppers getting with different personal shoppers too for makeup artists um is a really really great way to stay busy to stay working because the more you work the better your craft is so if you're just laying idle and you're not doing your, you know, you're not doing makeup or you're not doing styling or whatever it is that you do, if you're not doing that, you're not working in your craft. You have to stay working in your craft, even when you're not getting paid for it, because you're going to get better and better and better as you work on it. So, you know, like I said, working with different, um, you know, personal shoppers with their clients or perhaps working in a... Uh, studio or working in a beauty salon doing makeup, it really will keep you on your toes and keep you fresh. You want to stay fresh because somebody's ready to steal your spot like 10 minutes ago. Now, do you find a lot of backstabbing going on in this and in, in the the <laughs> hairstylist, makeup artist? And- <laughs> Listen, there's haters everywhere, man. You know this. Man, listen. I mean, I, you know, 
It's tough, man, because I think it's so much not because people are just mean-spirited, nasty people. I'm going to be more optimistic in, on humanity, right? Mm-hmm. I just think that sometimes the jobs are so far and few, especially depending on what area you're in, that people want the opportunity. They want the spot, and they're going to go about it however it means that they can get a paycheck. If you can get paid for doing your craft, you're a working professional. So I think people are just trying to, they're trying to, they're trying to eat. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to put it. They're trying to eat. But I do think that there's ways that, again, this goes back to being a professional, man. You got to be professional. If you already have a relationship and you're a professional and you bring great work to the table, there's nothing those haters who do that can stop you. Mm. Okay. There's that makes nothing sense. they can do. Yeah. There's nothing so, they can do. Let's say you're a makeup artist and you are building your brand and you're trying to become a celebrity makeup artist. That's your goal. Obviously you've, you've seen the pitfalls and you've seen the backstabbing. What would advice would you give someone trying to get where you are to say, make sure you watch out for these things that I didn't learn until after it happened to me? You know, make, oh, this is a really, a really good question. Um, uh, or you want to make sure that, you know, a lot of times when you're working on projects, you have a lot of people that you have over top of you. Like I've done movies, I've done big projects where you have people working under you. You got to always remember those people working under you represent you, right? Mm-hmm. So I know going forward for my brand, I can only speak to where I am. I can, well, I'm not going to just speak to where I am now. I know that going, what we need to do is always make sure that the people we have around us are people you can trust and people that you can communicate with and be 100 with. Um, because I feel like, you know, if you can't be 100 with someone, what's the point? But I feel like I wish I would have known making sure I have everybody under the tent and on the same page as much as possible because people kind of want to do their own thing, man. And, and, you know, you don't want people to do that in your name. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. That makes sense. So yeah, basically what you're saying is you have to vet the people that work under you. If you are the lead makeup artist now. So a lot of people may just be hired as the makeup artist. You saying that you have a team usually. Yes. Okay, so tell me more about the team. Like, how does that work? So usually, and I've been working with the same team, you know, off and on for, I can't even tell you how many years now. Shout out to Dina. Love you, girl. Um, The team. So usually when I'm hired, you know, I work with a lot of production companies. And so we'll need hair, we'll need makeup, we'll need wardrobe. And I'll bring my team on. And a lot of times, you know, you'll have different producers and, directors and you know you want to make sure that you you're always the person that is the contact you can't allow everything to just be willy-nilly you know it can get really complicated and you know you're responsible for them you're responsible for the things they do the things they say and on top of which doing the job you were hired to do um Mm -hmm. so you know making sure again like you said to vet and make sure you got professional people working for you, making sure that they are trained and you don't have to stand over top of them. They know your job. 
you know, after a, lo- a while, though, it almost becomes like a rhythm and it's like a basketball team. And, you know, you guys all know each other. You know, they know what you like. And I love that. And I love that that's where I am today. But it took a long time to get there. It wasn't easy. And, it, you know, it took time. Again, stay in the course, training people. Because really, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about giving back and, and taking that next person to the next level and bringing them on the journey with you. I actually just had a young lady who worked for me for a long time. She emailed me about two weeks ago and was like, I just wanted to come back and say thank you. You know, she's living in New York now. She's working as a fashion editor for a magazine. And she just said, you changed my life. And you ch- no, she said, you changed the, uh, the order of my life. Mm. Um, she had no intention in being in fashion. She was just going to go to college and whatever. And I brought her on because I just loved her spirit. And, yeah. uh, and I knew that she had this funky, fun fashion sense and, um, and, you know, it altered her life. And now here she is a fashion editor for a small uh, bridal magazine, but look at life. She's getting paid for what she loves to do. And she's, she's killing it. And I'm just so proud of her. That's what we need to do. You have people who are in the industry, try to get under somebody who is already working in the field and yeah, and learn as much as you can. Okay. So that's, that's some good advice there. Basically, uh, like a mentor or someone you can right. look up to that can teach you. So who are some other makeup artists you look up to that you kind of saw or kind of were your inspirations? Oh, boy. There's D.D. Kelly. Oh, gosh, I love D.D. Kelly. D.D. Kelly's work is just absolutely amazing. Um, Trish McAvoy. Oh, she's probably one of my favorites. She she does so much beauty, really clean, fresh, clean makeup. I just adore her makeup. The work she was doing with the different, you know, just, I just love it. Yeah, those are probably two of my favorite. Uh, this guy, he's actually lo- pretty local. His name was um Marcus Miller. I loved Marcus's work over the years. Um, and mm-hmm. of course, he's doing great things over at uh, Tyler Perry now. And of course, uh, Sam Fine. Sam Fine is king. You can't, what can I say? Sam Fine is, he mm. perso- he's just brings beauty to the table. And I love that. So yeah, those would be some of my favorites. Okay, that's really good. So if a person wanted to hire you, contact you, how would they be able to do that? Oh, absolutely. Um, they could find me on Facebook at... Martice, M-A-R-T-I-C-E, last name Huff, H-U-F-F. Um, if they want to find me on Instagram, it's Martice underscore Jamar, J-A-M-A-R. Yeah, they can find me on any of those on Twitter, Martice Stylist on Twitter. But yeah, they can find me definitely on social media. I'm always available. I have so many projects lined up. I'm super excited. You know, let's hope this COVID can pass so we can resume <laughs> life. And, uh, and uh, you know, get back out there and making the world a beautiful place. Okay. So uh, before we head, we get off, I always like my guests to give, um, you know, I guess a, a tip to people in their industry, makeup artists, stylists, or hairstylists, that a valuable tip that they would give them to help them get through, I guess, their journey of becoming a makeup artist or a celebrity makeup artist. So do you have any... Any advice that you would give before we uh, get off? 
Yeah, again, I think the biggest lesson is to stay true to who you are and stay persistent. That's the only way you will sustain, be, you'll sustain in this industry. The only way you'll stay relevant um, is just to keep, keep hitting the pavement, working hard, putting out good work, and staying persistent. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in this week um, to How to Build a Brand with Cliff and Alexander. Um, thank you so much, Martise Huff, for joining thank us you. this week. If you guys want to check him out, you can visit all his social media handles he gave previously. I would advise so. He's wonderful at what he does. Also, if you have any questions or anything like that, please feel feel free to leave a comment or subscribe. And um, we will see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too.